Welcome back to the Infinite Rabbit Hole Podcast. I'm your host, Jeremy, and today we're going to dive into part two of our interview with Carter Bushard. So get ready. You're going to join me, my old co-hosts, Jacob and Carter. We're going to dive into more of the Bigfoot Woo. Enjoy, everyone. I want to talk about another one real quick. This one, you actually start the book off with it. So it's chapter chapter one, Bob, Carolyn, and Ted. Now, this one was wild. Is this in the last book? Yeah, this is in the newest one, uh, Evidence of Enigma 3. I'll, I'll go ahead and, and, sh- and tell you what I have written down as your summary here. Uh, Bob had a vision of a dream being in space and viewing the Earth, oh, yeah, Moon, yeah, and yeah, ring yeah, planets yeah, through... Yeah. Yeah, you already know where I'm going with that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've become, uh, actually, we've become friends, yeah. Uh, and here's something. I get visions once a month, maybe twice a month. I will be shown uh, this gully, this long, deep ravine. Uh, and uh, it could either be one of two places. It could be the place in uh, Illinois. I led, the, I led an expedition for BFRO in 2019 in Murfreesboro. And, uh, and, and the place that I used here in Missouri, one uh, in Eminence, Missouri, is another research area. They both look identical. But I am shown, uh, I'm going down this ravine really slow. But the the landscape is going by much, much, much faster than I'm going. It's just, it's, it, but I think it's their concept of time. Their 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 time and space uh, logic is far different from ours. So, but it matches with Ted, who was uh, shown a triangle. And that's in the book. I think I, I got the drawing in here. Yes, yes, you do. The the first chapter, not your introduction. Uh, the very yeah, one, yeah, next yeah, one after yeah. that. Yeah. Unfortunately, this is a we're we're down to being only audio podcast now, Carter. Unfortunately, okay. but if you want to send me a picture of it, I can post it with the posting of this episode. Okay, I'll have to try to find it while we're. But anyway, so no rush. But he he, uh, he contacted me uh, from a podcast. And he lives out near Monkey Mountain, where mm-hmm. I've taken a couple of these prints uh, in uh, Missouri. And he was telling me, and it's a triangle with three planets, the Earth, the Moon, and probably Saturn. It's a planet with rings around it, and then there's stars. And he is just shown, and he's kind of moving through this. He's moving and it's moving at him. And he's just shown, he's been shown this, I think just twice. Uh, and he's figure somebody is trying to communicate with him. Then all of a sudden they were getting glyphs uh, left on the ground, you know, glyphs, which are, you know, made with branches and twigs to yeah. delineate, you know, shapes, the glyphs. Yeah. And so uh, they started showing up on the, on the side of the house where all their bedrooms are, uh, him and his wife and their, their, their son, they have one boy. And so they're all showing up on this one side of the house on the ground, you know, bones driven into the ground and just bizarre stuff. 
the one that's my favorite that they've shared is that he and his wife, they both work from home. So they have the option of just kind of hanging around the house and they have lunch together and go stand out on the deck. One afternoon they were standing on the deck. She's at the edge of the deck and he's back kind of toward the house. He had just come outside from getting some food and they see this shimmering predator. I mean, it's, it's the shimmering glowing gelatinous mass, but it's a humanoid shape and it's walking across the yard and she's going, do you see that? And he's looking and he sees it from a different angle goes, yeah, what the heck? Huh. They see it. It's about five seconds. And I've, I've been to their house several times and it walks from underneath the deck or from around the side of the house. They couldn't tell, but it looked like it came from underneath the deck and walked across the yard, past this pile of wood and then into some woods. Three, That's wild. three seconds. They both are seeing it. Yeah. And she's like, straight laced. Yeah. I mean, she has come to embrace all this, but at first she was like, I don't know what the heck, but you know, I, I don't like this. I don't, I don't know what any of this is. This is, but now she's embracing it because they've heard calls. They've got handprints with the big waxy, you know, the waxy film on the handprints, you know, that's That stuff's called Alba Vernix, by the way. Yeah. You know, it's a, I think it's a Latin for sticky shit. <laughs> sorry i didn't mean to cut there but anyway no you're good so, but you know but so it's like uh she knows it's happening and she's a very realistic down-to-earth person you know and i've, I've sat there and talked to her and she's like i, I mean i want to believe but i just the way i was brought up and everything i just i, I can't i seem to grasp that that could really be happening they have orbs coming in and out of a pet door and jacking with their cats. I've got some videos of that. Just odd stuff, you know, structures, uh, you know, calls, whoops, uh, voices. They've heard gibberish. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you do with that? And this guy is a former government worker. He's by the book, rational. He's a no BS guy. You know, he's, he's not a, a BS or he didn't want any attention. You know, none of these, none of them do. I'll keep saying that just to make sure everybody knows that these people aren't quacks and nuts. You know, they don't want anything. They just, what is going on? And so it, it's crazy, but you know, he's showing this, he's seeing this and he's never experienced anything like this in his life. His life's been pretty routine and dull, you know? Uh, but when he's all of a sudden experiencing floating through space and this giant triangles coming at him and showing him these three planets, you go, they're, they're trying to talk to you. I don't know what they're saying, but they're, they're trying to communicate to you. They're trying to, you know, and then all these other, you know, things, the glyphs and the bones being driven into the ground, you know, something drops bones off and they have glyphs left. I mean, they're really some ornate stuff. And so you just, it keeps coming at me. It's, and it's real people, you know, and, yeah. uh, it's, I'm so privileged to have really, I just, I'm so privileged to have this stuff keep coming at me and they're sharing it with me. And, you know, he sent me about two, three weeks ago, he sent me a, a, another photo of an orb. It's a, a video comes through this doggy door 
it zips around the cats and they're the cats are all doing this you know where they're trying to eat it's at night you know it's late at night and they're not even awake they don't they just catch it on the camera in the morning so uh, and the cats are like they see it you know and it's kind of zipping around and messing with them so I mean, what do you do with that you know what what is what am i to do with that what what are you to do with it when you hear it or see it i mean as as you, as somebody on the outside looking in, well, you've had experience. So you, you know what I'm talking about. And this is real stuff happening to real people. It's just, you know, I'm, I'm just constantly, I'm, I'm constantly flattered that they're sharing it with me, you know, and I'm having my own stuff. I mean, it's not like, you know, I'm just, you know, I'm having my own events, you know, uh, with, uh, I, I told you the one about me seeing my car somewhere where it was. Yes. Well, uh, so, Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Okay, let's see. Let's see if, how my memory is here, Carter. You and your wife were out investigating because uh, she was she was some sort of a uh, skeptic. Yeah, it was kind of like, I'm glad you have, you know, because she sees all my evidence and photos. People see me. I've got stuff yeah. spread all over the desk. And she's, well, I'm glad you got a little something. She was being playful, kind of kidding. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm glad you got a hobby. I said, <laughs> Don't you patronize me? I'm going to take you to my researcher. I'm going to show you, and that's what I did. You know, I yeah. Took her, well, you you, know. you took her out, and uh, you had seen your car uh, some some distance ahead of you, and she did not. She told yeah. you, "No, our car's back over there," and you both looked back. She saw the car, but you didn't, and then you were like, "No, what are you looking at?" Our car is net is down there. They some something somehow it ended up down there, and she's like, right. "No, it's right there." And you guys both see in the car at two different directions. Yeah, yeah. Is, is, is that correct? Yeah, that, that's basically it. Yeah, it's so you know uh, this uh, ravine that uh, is my research area. It, it, it I'll preface it by saying this area. I can have something happen probably 90% of the time when I go out there, they know really? me, they, they're used to me. You know, when you get out there, you get that sense of something watching you, the, your, the hair in the back of your neck sticking up, you, you know, there's, you're in their living room, you know, they're there. And so, and she had never experienced that. And she was going, eh, I've had enough. I believe you. We're, let's leave. You know, I was there <laughs> like two minutes. Okay. Well, I'm done. Okay. Let's go. I said, no, 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 no. We're, we're just going to go down to the bottom. It's about a hundred yard walk right down to the bottom of the ravine because at the bottom of the ravine and around the curve is where I saw that one disappear when I was leading an expedition on my thermal camera about four or five years before that. And so that became my research area. And that's why I wanted to take her there. And so there's a big metal gate. You cannot drive down this ravine. It's mm-hmm. way too narrow for a car. You know, I had an SUV, a silver SUV. And so I parked the car there and we were walking down and every two or three, four steps, I, I'm going back. I'm going back to the car. <laughs> well, no, you're not. Cause I got the keys in my pocket. You're not going back. <laughs> it's taken. Nothing's going to happen. And she's flipping. Look, look, the car's just right up there. I shine the light and my car's gone. I'm going, 
where's, where's my car go? She goes, what do you mean? I'm looking right at it. You're shining the light on it. Your car's sitting right there. I said, no, it's gone. Where is it? And I just turned, I just, as a reflex, I went, I shined it down to where we were going. And there's my car at the bottom of the ravine. It's impossible. It, it, there's no way. And she goes, what are you looking at? Your car's not there. You're, there's nothing there. It's just woods. No, look at my car. How to get down there? She's going. What are you? What? What the heck is wrong with you? I shine it back up there where where it was, and I say it's gone. Look. She goes. No, it's right there. I'm looking right at it. And so I go back and forth about four or five times. She's going. What's wrong with you? You're something wrong with you. <laughs> I know you guys are jacking with me. I knew exactly. Not right away, but I knew that. The Sasquatch, I was taking her to show her, and they showed me. It was like, you know, shove it up your butt, Big Daddy, because <laughs> this is what we can do. You want to go show her? So this was an assumption on my part, but it sure fits the narrative because, you know, and after about four or five times, I shine my light back up where the car was, and there it was. And that's when I realized they were messing with me. They were making me, they were implanting a vision in my head of my car being down at the other end of this ravine, which is totally impossible. And you have a term for that. It's being zapped, right? Yeah. Zapped. Yeah. yeah. I got my Carter dictionary here. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, but <laughs> It's either infrasound or some kind of mental telepathy. You know, infrasound is, is a, a tone. It's above and below the human range of hearing, yep. you know, lions, tigers, uh, you know, some gorillas, uh, dolphins, whales, elephants, a lot of uh, animals use it to communicate. Actually, infra is low, ultra is high. So ultrasound high, infra low. Yeah. So it's above and below the range of human hearing. So, yeah. but, you know, uh, they use it in Europe a lot to uh, quell riots because they're sound cannons and they'll bombard yeah. these crowds with sound and it just tears your guts up. Yeah. Really hurts, you know? And you can be made to hallucinate. You can also be made to shit your pants. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the brown note. I haven't done that yet. But, you know, I'm, I'm, in the name of science, I'll be glad to take one for the team. You know? <laughs> <laughs> if I got to pinch one off in the woods just to make a fool of myself. That's uh, the call. Let's do it. You know, you know, anything for the team. You know, uh, but, but it, it was just. It's just <laughs> well, oh, that is funny. That is funny. That is funny. Could you imagine getting zapped by a? By a Sasquatch with the, with the brown nose, crap like, your uh, pants. Yeah, you know, <laughs> did did you just shit yourself? It was it yeah. was it was a Sasquatch. <laughs> you know, believe me, please. Human, you need to chew your corn. <laughs> but oh, but it, it's just you know, either telepathy or infrasound. Where I was made to see something, and that's how they uh, you know uh, a lot of times uh, people would describe seeing deer running amok. Uh, in an open field or they're just running around crazy like they don't know where they're going. They've been zapped with infrasound. They get confused and they don't know where to run. And so they just start running amok and they end up running into the arms of a waiting Sasquatch. They bust their legs, break the neck, and they got a meal. You know? And that's that's something that even the uh, flesh and blood community has trouble defining. That it seems that the Wu community can define just fine, as you just did. Yeah. Right? Uh, it, there is this weird sensation that a lot of people report uh, and actually, this is actually part of my story as well, where the Sasquatch just have this ability to sneak up on a freaking deer and kill it. It, it, it like it's nothing or that the deer start acting erratic and they start 
running right towards a, a single or a group of Sasquatch and it, it, it its life is ended that way. Yeah. It is extremely weird and infra sound would that would that would definitely answer some of that because that is something that has been proven on human su- uh, subjects that yeah. does yeah. cause confusion. That's so that's cool. Yeah, and so you know, and I, I did a show with uh, Russ Jones and Brad Keenan, you know, and they're pretty much apers. Yeah. You know, although they do believe in ghosts. Ah. Yes. But you know, but so, but that's their mindset, and part of it is, you know, he's a doctor, so he has a scientific upbringing or education, yeah. and so science that Sasquatch doesn't exist, you know, so anything esoteric, it has to be, it has to be provable and repeatedly provable when things happen and they can't do it with Sasquatch. Not yet. You know? Well, part of science is also disproving. And I think yeah. that's a lot of what people need to need to understand is like, yeah. Okay. Well, can you disprove my theories? That's, mm-hmm. that's the, the interesting, I mean, you can disprove to me that the sky is green. Right. If I say it's green and you know, you're looking up and you're like, no, it's definitely blue, dude. Let me go ask a couple people, have them look up there and we'll see, we'll see who wins this, this, uh, this poll, uh, yeah. you know, but the, the, that's kind of one way to prove your point. And I, I think that's where the scientific community kind of gets mixed up a little bit is because they're so, so set on proving the existence instead of disproving the existence. Right. So how can you disprove the existence? Mm-hmm. And I, it, I'm sorry, I kind of went off on a little mm. side. No, no, I, I get what you're saying. No, it's 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 damned if you do, damned if you don't. You know, there's there's no there's no consensus, right? You know, you know, I take it to the point where science gets most of their grant money from the government. The yeah. government doesn't want us to know. So yeah, you take our money. You say there's a Sasquatch. The checks are going to stop coming in. Uh, well, so, let's, man, that, that might be enough to sway somebody, let's be honest. Uh, yeah, You start exactly. messing with people's paychecks. Yeah, and your, your pension, yeah. you know, and, and your reputation in academia, you know. Yep. So, but it's, 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 it's crazy. So, but, you know, when that happens, you know, uh, you have to, I'm, I'm realistic, but I'm also going, I saw that. I experienced this, whatever it is. That's my reality. You can't take it away from me. You can scoff at it and you can try to convince me, but I saw that. When I saw that one disappear on my thermal, I'm watching for some lost hikers that were on our expedition, and it just, it was like a flashbulb. It just, poof, it it vanished. And I went, like, from that moment on, I went to the dark side, like I said earlier. I, I, (laughs) I, I was with a bunch of apers. That's all they believe was just, they're just dumb apes. There ain't no dumb ape that can do some of the things that people are describing. It's just flat out. They're not just dumb apes. You know, I'd love to be able to prove it. But other than these incredible tales, uh, I have nothing except my personal experience. And my wife was there the one time she's going, you know, that was, she is still, you know, when someone, I bring it up, she's like going, "Ah, that was the weirdest thing I have ever seen and she's seen ghosts she's a sensitive i mean she is sensitive to certain things and she's seen things she sees and senses things before i do so that's you know that was her way of convincing herself i said well i can't 
believe in this and deny that. Yeah. And her getting the heebie-jeebies, she's gotten those when she's been in the presence of, of spirits. So, you, you know, she, she couldn't deny it. She just flat out couldn't. And she, she saw me and I was sincere. I was totally baffled for about five minutes. I was just like, how did my, what, you know, I use some very colorful language. I was just like, how did my car, that just no blankety blank way. What the, you know, and it's just hilarious. We're at 11 o'clock in, in, in the woods in the middle of nowhere. And she, you know, but she's, you know, you can sense they're there and she knows they're there. She knows there's something else foreboding for her. And I said, well, they're not going to hurt you. This is just the vibe that they have, you know, yeah. because they want you to know that they're here and don't come any closer. Our family's over here. So just, so, but yeah, it's just, what do you do with that? You know, when, when you run into that, what do you do with it? You can't just go, oh, that's a bunch of crap. You know, you, you can't, you can't say that. I mean, you, you can, but you know, I'm, I'm, I'm experiencing this stuff and, you know, and so are my witnesses, so are my habituation people, my experiencers, they're all going through this stuff. It's just mind boggling, you know, and the guy up in Canada, uh, David Allen, he's in that second book, 30 years of indoctrination by the Sasquatch with him and his father, 30 years, and he fought it forever. And it got almost violent or painful in some of the things he had to go through because they, uh, they were assigned to him to show him the way he's up living there with the indigenous peoples up in the hinterlands in British Columbia in the middle of nowhere, you know, and, uh, he, he kept, he was just a party animal. He just wanted to have a good time. And anytime he'd get a clue or something or go bump in the night, he would just write it off as anything, but what they wanted it to be. Mm. And so, but that's, that's a whole nother show right in and of itself. He's a, he's a hundred pages in this book and it's just some of the stuff that he went through. is just crazy. You've got this one, don't you? Oh yeah. I got it right here. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but the one that got me, and this is a nice tie in. Okay. This, this, uh, this log here, uh, I led the expedition. This is 2019. I had f- four people. Uh, and this was right when, uh, right before COVID, there was a, the expedition was scheduled with another researcher and he canceled, had to cancel at the last minute for some family problems or something. So they had to cancel the expedition. Well, these four people said, you got my money. I don't want my money back. I want to go on an expedition. So they sent out an all, all points bulletin. Any researchers want to do an expedition in uh, Illinois? That's only 350 miles away from me. I said, well, you know, I've, I've got a good buddy that lives there. My Sasquatch partner, Harold lives in uh, Murfreesboro. And so I said, I'll, I'll do it. What the heck? And so long story short, we, there's only four people, myself makes five and Harold was there. He makes six because he lives real close. So, uh, I went to, uh, the mom and pop cafes. Cause that's what I normally do when I'm scouting an area for an expedition. I go to the little mom and pop places where mm-hmm. everybody and their mother meets and everybody tells everybody stories and everybody knows everybody. And that's how you find out, you know, they all look at you when you walk in cause they will know you're a stranger. You're, you're a city stranger. Mm-hmm. You're, you're not from here. Are you? So I go in and I ask, you know, I say, Hey, uh, I'm looking, uh, you know, they already knew who I was. I was like, looking for a place 
that's kind of active for Sasquatch. Does anybody have any ideas? Well, not really, but I'll tell you a place you don't want to go. <laughs> the trail appears, you know. Uh, there's some spooky stuff going on there. Nobody, but nobody goes there after night. Caddis Hunter and the town will not go there at night. There's some weird stuff going there. Nobody goes there. Well, thank you. That's where I'm going. <laughs> that one's like, that's like, you, you don't tell me that's where I can't go. That's where I don't want to go because that's where I'm going. So there's a history with the Trail of Tears. You know, that's where a lot of Native Americans died when they were doing right. the march from the Carolinas all the way across the, to the West. And so uh, 94 Native Americans died at this spot that I picked. I didn't know that when I picked it, but I found out later. So anyway, we had a very successful expedition. We got about a half a dozen footprints, very nice footprints, and people were really happy with that. We had some activity. Uh, we went down at night, and uh, Harold could not go with us because he's had a stroke and uh, uh, cancer, and so he can't do uneven terrain at all. And this was a downhill slope just like my one in uh, – the ravine yeah and so uh he stayed in his truck in the parking lot while i took the four expeditioners down and we had you know they were throwing little sticks and pebbles at us they were following us we're doing this deep ravine and up on top you could hear them walking along and watching us and you know bipedal walking heavy footfall snapping twigs breaking branches you know it's just plowing through the underbrush and all that it's you know dark at night and all that kind of stuff so we had some really interesting activity. I could not get them to interact with us. That was the weird part. I could not get them to interact with us by, you know, a grunt or a uh, whoop, you know, do a yeah. whoop and have a return. They just would not communicate. Probably because they're not wondering who these crazy people are down here because the humans know better than to be down here because this is where weird stuff happens. You know, so they're wondering who, who are these people. You know, so probably where they're kind of thinking there's something wrong with me. But anyway, we go down there. We had a nice event for the night. We went back home. We went back the next Saturday night. Harold stayed back at camp instead of in his truck because he was just trying to relax. And, you know, and so I, I went with the people. Saturday night was the first day of hunting season and mm -hmm. it was October. So there was nothing going on. It was dead because there was gunfire. Yeah. Hunters were up in the trees and stuff all day. I went back there during the day to check on the prints, see if they dried and everything. There was hunters all, all over the place. So it was uneventful that night. But overall, it was very successful. So we went back home, and that was it, 2019. 2020 hit, and I started writing my books. And uh, Harold and I decided, you know, I want to go back because that was really kind of a magical place. And the, the vibe there with the – the uh, murder and mayhem that happened with the Native Americans uh, added to the to the vibe, mm -hmm. you know. So we just wanted to go back and see if it still had the magic, because he lives there and he's going to go back if there is, uh, you know, some magic. So we went back, and we went back on the day, exact day, a year to the day of when we were there the last time, like an anniversary, and we went back and we walked down. He went as far as he could go. And uh, we decided, you know, th this is cool. There's there's something here. This th this is here. This would be good for another uh, adventure down here sometime. So I said, you know what I want to do? I want to leave a camera just in case. You know how trail cameras are. You never mm -hmm. get anything on them. But if you don't leave one, you never will. Well, except for True. the book, except for the gorilla, you know, the right. Sasquatch finger there. You know, so that that one didn't get the memo, apparently. Uh, <laughs> you know, walk in front of a camera. 
So I, I put my camera by that log that's on this cover. I put my camera by the log. And so that way I could find it. And that, that log is actually where we stopped the year before on the night ops. We stopped there because they didn't want to go any further because one of the women was kind of freaking out a little bit you know, with all the activity. And so we didn't go because I didn't want her running amok and, you know, just panicking and running off, which she might have done. So anyway, <laughs> I, I left I left my camera by this log. So uh, we left there about two o'clock in the afternoon. It was October. It was COVID. There was nobody out. And by five, five thirty, it was getting dark. So uh, there was nobody out. I mean, it was, we saw zero people. Of course, nobody goes to this particular area anyway. In which we never saw anybody there ever. I've been there three times, never saw anybody there. Anyway, leave my camera. We go back, spend the night at camp and I go back and get, grab my camera on the way back to uh, Kansas city. And so, uh, I go back down there to get my camera and I'm, I'm looking at that log. I'm going, where'd these rocks come from? We, I just, you know, there's nobody out who would be putting these rocks here. And I was just looking at them. I was going, that's just weird. I mean, there's nobody out here. It's COVID. It's nasty and cold. And, you know, they went, wait a minute. Wait, I'm looking at, <laughs> I get so I get, I get kind of misty eyed because this was them communicating with me. That pointed rock is me. The four people behind it are the four expedition goers on the other end of the log is a short, fat, round rock. That's Harold because he's kind of a short round guy. He was there, but wasn't there. Yeah, it was, it was, you know, and I could have just seen that and gone, well, maybe I just didn't see it yesterday, but that was not there. It yeah. was not there. And it is. And that, that pointed rock is what told me I'm the leader. I'm leading the expedition. And there's four rocks behind me. Those are the four people. I was just, I was going eight crazy. No pun intended. I was just, you know, it was just, <laughs> Oh my God, I, I can't believe it. Oh, oh shit. You know, <laughs> so, so I call my wife and I'm telling her, I said, and this is when the orb thing happened the night before. She said, well, what time did that happen? And I told her, well, I, I don't know exactly, but we left here about two o'clock and it got dark. So it had to have been probably sometime after dark. I mean, I don't know. Well, last night before you went to bed, I was going to bed and an orb come flying into the bedroom. We've never had an orb in a house ever. It flew. And I told you that story about the orb. Yep. That was them going, I know where you live. I gotcha. And we're friends, <laughs> you know, you're, we're friends now. And since 2019, I've started a list of all the weird things that are happening in our house voices someone calling our name uh, i was watching tv with my wife one night something tapped me on my head three times i'm sitting on the sofa with my wife huh. I said did you do that do what you know she's got her phone she's got her fire and we're watching tv she's like media queen she's she's gone she's not even paying attention to anything so i didn't do that what are you talking about i said well, something just tapped me on the head the next night we're watching tv the TV goes off on our coffee table is the remote. It jiggles just a little bit and the TV goes off. I can hear it kind of rattling on the wood. Somebody pushed the button and turned our TV off. Voices, uh, knocks on the door. Uh, 
someone pulled a pillow out from under my wife's head while she was sleeping one night. Something reached under my uh, legs and was lifting me up and carrying me off to the side of the bed. Uh, all kinds of weird stuff. I've started this thing called Strangeness at Home. It's a Word document, three pages right now. Uh, all kinds of bizarre things. You know, lamp lamp goes flying off the uh, a table. A little small, uh, little mm-hmm. cheesy lamp from Vegas. You know, and uh, oh, I'm just trying to think of all the things. But the voices, the electronics. You know, knocks. Something calling my name, Carter, Carter. Just bizarre stuff. Yeah, and we hear this, and, and we've had about 25 incidents. They're communicating with me, and then like at night, we'll get those, I get the vision where I'm, they're showing me where they live, and the kids are like chasing bugs, eating bugs, they're playing with sticks, digging in the dirt, and a couple of adults are just laying around, and they're showing me like a day in the life. I, I get these things in my head. I'm not stoned, I'm not crazy, you know, and we both meditate, we're type A's, and so we kind of meditate to get our heads calm down because we the day is always rattling around in your head so as i get into that transitional uh you know sleep mode uh, that's when i start seeing these things and they're coming at me i'll see four or five faces they're all kind of like kind of looking like they're all looking into a camera lens and they're all trying to get they're all squeezing in to look at each other and look at me and they're all trying to squeeze into this one little space. Uh, apparently it's, it's like a, a portal or something where they all have to get in one spot to where they can see me just bizarre stuff, but it's, it's happening, you know, and I just accepted. I said, well, thanks. And I even asked him one time, is this, this doesn't look like Missouri. Is this your home? And they said, home, this is home. What? Okay, cool. So that, that they're showing me like a day in the life. Bizarre, yeah. But you know, I've got people telling me the same things. You know, my my guy with the the, the triangle with the three planets. You know, all of that. He's seeing things. They're communicating with him. They're showing him something they want him to focus on. They're showing me where they live, a day in the life. I've had this happen probably somewhere in a seven to ten times over three years. I mean, I, I've, I've lost track of some of the things that, you know, I could look it up, but I mean, some of the things that are going on, um, I, I can't remember some of them, uh, door opening and closing, uh, you know, tapping on a window, uh, lights flickering, but you know, some of that really sounds like poltergeist stuff, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. it does sound like poltergeist, but if they're in here in a spiritual form, you know, that could be them, you know. But it, it, it started in earnest when I had that rea- uh, relationship announcement with us, the rocks on that log. That's when it started. That's so I have to deduce that that is them. Just let me know we're here. Good. Okay, man. <laughs> That's awesome. And it's just, you know, and it sounds fantastical, you know, and Jake's going, all right, get me out of here. Yep. <laughs> Well, no, the, well, the problem is, is that, you know, I haven't had, okay, so I always talk about that one camping trip I had up in Dinky Creek, California. I heard the tree knocks, right? They were all around us. It caused the drunks like a, like maybe half a mile, you know, or so away from us in these secluded campsites to all shut up when the knocks start happening and then the, the yells, the really loud guttural screams and stuff. Yeah. 
they shut up, turned off their music. Um, we heard a rifle shot and that didn't do anything to deter what was going on around us. Uh, the next day, you know, keep in mind that the whole area was super dusty. Um, and I mean, cause it was just bone dry up there. Right. Uh, but there was a, a huge footprint behind my tent and I sent Jeremy a picture of it. And I, sure enough, you know, we had six kids with us, like, you know, 10 and under. So over there looking for other footprints, but in the middle of where all of our tents are set up, they're just kicking up all the dirt and dust and stuff. There's nothing but little footprints over there. And then on the other side of the tent going further, it just went straight into woods, right? So we had this little like clearing area. You kind of had to climb up in there with your vehicles. But it's just like, so I had those experiences. But other than that, I, I haven't seen anything. I haven't experienced anything, you know, like woo-woo or anything like that. I mean, like, I'm not going to say that it's, that I don't believe it's possible. I'm just hoping that I know Jeremy never wants to have an experience with Bigfoot ever again because he watched it smash a, a deer head into a tree and then drag this screaming thing off into the woods. Um, but I would well, like it wasn't to have, screaming after that. Well, it was screaming, <laughs> it was before, screaming that, before that with its back broken, <laughs> hanging over its shoulder, and then it grabbed it and just started smashing into a tree and then rolled out, right? Yeah. I know he says it all the time. He's like, I never want to see that sort of stuff again. Saw it yeah. once and changed my life. I'd like to see that because until yeah. I see it, I'm not going to really pursue any of the, you know, extra type stuff. Yeah, no, I, I just yeah, want to yeah. see one straight up. But yeah, I mean, you know, I, I've very much enjoyed listening to you and, you know, yeah, it's just, it, 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 and you said it perfectly. You said, well, you know, uh, you'll consider it. It's, it, it's, it's on the table. I mean, you at least go, well, you know, I, you know, people are having these experiences, you know, and, you know, Jeremy's wasn't a paranormal thing, but at least, you know, they exist. Right. I mean, you, you believe so. So they're there. So at least that part's over with. So, you know, and you may get yet, you may see or hear something not from me or something from somebody else, some other book, some other video that pops up, you go, wow, okay, that's compelling. I, you know, you, you know, it makes you think, you know, if you're you know, rational, intelligent person with a, somewhat of an open mind, even just a little bit, mm-hmm. you go, you know, I, I don't think that guy's full of crap. I don't think she's full of crap, I, you know, but I, I, I can't relate to it because it hasn't happened to me, but once it does, it's all over. Right. You know, it just takes one, one thing. And it just, it happened to me multiple times and it was just like, I was baptized by fire. I just, I had to see that yeah. they wanted me to see it. Or I just happened to be the random guy that did see it. And I could have been an aper and just decided, well, oh, this damn camera, you know, cause when I saw that one disappear, when I was watching on thermal, you know, I wasn't stoned, wasn't high, uh, drinking, uh, my camera, I have the top of the line flare equipment. So yeah. it's a thermal camera. It's working. And it just, it's like a flashbulb. It exploded. In fact, when I pulled the camera away, I was just going, <laughs> good God, you know? And so, but it, it will take something like that for you to consider things because it, until I, I can tell you all day long, Jeremy can tell you, yeah. anybody else could tell you all day long, like we've been doing all night all these fantastical events, but until it happens to you and you're probably a very methodical guy. And so it, it you have to show me, show right. it to me. 
I want to, I want to show it. My logical mind will comprehend it and decide if that could be something else or that's the real thing. And so until that happens, you know, but at least you have at least an open mind and you're sitting here listening to all this and, you know, and, uh, you know, you may, you know, say bad things about me when we hang up. <laughs> no. no, he's long for the ride, man. You know, what was uh, actually really cool is that after, after Jeremy and I had you on talking about your uh, Enigma two book and you had all the different pictures in there of like the, the X's and the tree branches and stuff and, oh, and the, yeah. the hoops and stuff. I actually went out to Jeremy's house in Wisconsin because I was considering moving out there. Like after I get out of the Navy here in about six months, plans mm -hmm. fell through, but I hung out with him for a week and his mom lives on, was it 38, 40 acres? It's a big spot. There's like, um, there's apple trees that are planted right next to her house. And we're, they're actually, um, totally ripe when we were there kind of towards the end because there's only a few of them left on the tree or whatever and they always get deer over there eating all the apples that have fallen mm -hmm. and everything but he and i went back there and explored and we actually took like probably 10 minutes of video on my cell phone because after reading your book and seeing all the different examples of things to look for it was filled with that crap i mean i'm talking yeah. about saplings that are probably 30 feet tall but they're completely bent over and their end their tops are stuck into the ground yeah, it's stuck yeah. like like they're they're driven into the ground. Yeah, they're wedged yeah. underneath something, and it, you you start to think, well, maybe it grew like that, and then you just you know yank it, and it just springs up, right? Or you know, we're looking at it, and we're like, okay, here's the bend point. How much weight has to go into this thing to bend it down? Is it enough for a a tree branch to fall? Because I mean, there was tons of that too, right? There was like this tree fell, this big tree fell. And it broke apart into sections. Um, and then this one is just pinning down the sapling. But then there's other areas where it's like, well, there's nothing falling around this. There's nothing pinning it down. The end of this tree is literally stuck into the ground. And this yeah. is also an area where I don't figure there'd be a lot of trespassers. For one, it's kind of out there. And for two, they got really good gun rights. So I'm just like, I don't think yeah, there'd be a yeah, lot of yeah. trespassing, a lot of goofing off and stuff. But we had, you know, 10 minutes of just, I think we probably had in the ballpark of maybe 20 different examples of like hooped trees, uh, X's, you know, areas where, all right, there's a big tree branch that snapped off up here. Now let's find the evidence of another tree falling on it. There's nothing around to show that that actually happened. Yeah. You know, yeah. and this is a very green tree, right? And so we had a lot of those sorts of situations. So even having that sort of experience and being like, wow, there's, you know, there's a lot more to this than we're thinking. And, you know, this would be a really good area for that because there are some very dense, you know, secluded woods around there mm -hmm. um, with good waterways, you know, that sort of stuff. And a lot mm -hmm. of natural um you know, vegetation for like, even we could eat like apple trees and berry tree, berry bushes, yeah, a lot of sort of stuff, right? A lot of deer, a lot of wildlife. And so we're just looking at, it and we're like, and you know, they get black bear all the time. They had one trying to break into their, uh, to their, uh, McDonald's in the town. <laughs> you know, it was crazy. It was all over the, the Facebook page for that town. Um, but yeah, so being able to see all that stuff and then have that experience, so that just made me more encouraged that, you know, eventually, especially now I live in California, my wife and I got a camper trailer because we want to go and get those, um, those family camping trips before we get kids in the mix. So it can be a active thing like, Hey, let's take yeah. our every six months or every quarter type mm -hmm. trip and, you know, get the kids off the screens and into the woods to go hang out and have fun. Um, yeah. 
but we're we've been exp- exploring that stuff. We're about to go on a hiking trip this weekend um, into some like waterfall type areas. But it's just like getting ourselves out there for the possibility. You know, I also want to spend time with Whitney, my wife, but but also for the possibility that you know all these sightings that happen all over California, it'd be really cool if I ran into one. And I'll tell you what, if by chance I had my phone out and I was taking a video, I don't think people realize that if you're not expecting something like that, it would be the same thing if you weren't expecting a a mountain lion to jump out of a tree in front of you. The likelihood you're going to have a perfectly still camera and not shaking because the adrenaline going through you is, you know, is ridiculous. So yeah. I could probably take a video if I if I was lucky enough or if I had my Insta360 camera or something like that. Um, but I couldn't tell you that on its little boomstick, I wouldn't be just shaking like a <laughs> leaf, you know, or like a, a sapling in a hurricane, just oh, you know, freaking out. Part but, of you wants to run and part of you doesn't. Right. You know. So yeah, I mean, so. but I'm I'm open to have an experience, and I I loved being on this episode. I know people kind of give us crap sometimes like, Oh, why was the other person on there? If they didn't say anything, it's like, well, I just like listening yeah. and having the opportunity to engage if I want to, you know, <laughs> yeah, we're just absorbing yeah. it, you know, and, and that's the, that's the cool thing. So, you know, and you know, if, you, if, if, if you're in an area where you know they're there or you've mm-hmm. heard that they've been there, they'll come to you. If you just, you and Whitney just sit around the campfire at night, have a couple of beers and, cook a couple of hot dogs and they'll come to you. You know, you can, you know, mentally talk to them, say, if there's a Sasquatch here, can you give me a sign? And, you know, I don't think they're really, I don't think they really react really well to if you're out there whooping and banging on trees and stuff, <laughs> you're just respectful of their, their area and where right. they live. Gotta love say, that I, I want to experience you. That's what I do. I, I don't, I don't do that anymore. Unless I'm returning a call. If I get a knock, uh, I'll return it to let them know in case they were communicating with me versus mm-hmm. another member of their group or clan. So, but you know, if you, if you just sit and and enjoy the night and enjoy the company of your spouse mm-hmm. and just you know, the, the, the woods and the smells and all that, and just, if they're there, you may hear a twig snap. You may yeah. hear a snort or a grunt, you know, I mean, you, you just, don't know, but it's as, it's as easy to have an experience if you wait for them to come to you as if you go out looking. But seeing all those structures and things, yeah, when they're driven in the ground, mm-hmm. uh, even snow weight does not do that. That is an intentional act. You know, yeah. having you know, 40, 50 pounds of, of snow on a tree where it's just bent over, you know, you see that a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, but that's usually a really big tree. But they're driven into the ground. The only other thing that I've seen quite often is that They'll use a log to pin it down when they don't drive it into the ground. Right, and we so saw that a lot. Yeah, yeah. We saw yeah. that a lot in relation to it was not from a nearby fallen tree. Yes. So we saw ones where it was like, okay, this obviously this tree fell and it snagged all these little ones in the way and it it's pinned them. But we saw ones where it's like, this log looks like it went to that tree. Exactly. But there's no way that there's a 50 foot or 100 foot gap between all these sections and then this portion of it. Yeah. How, exactly. how did the Naturally, base of this right? tree get 50 feet away from where it snapped? Right. And, it, and it's the part of the tree that's up in the air. Yeah. You know, how. Opposable thumbs is your yeah. only. <laughs> that's your only answer yeah. is opposable thumbs. And some the... fucking crazy upper body strength. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're lifting some of these yeah. things. Some of them are, you know, 100 plus pounds. You know, they're. 
yeah. dense wood. <laughs> yeah. And in the, in the first book, I've got all those structures and stuff. And some of them are so complex. I mean, they're not structures, they're art. And like I've said before, uh, the stuff that's woven and mm-hmm. inter- interwoven, right? that'll never happen. Now, you could take five, take five pool cues or five yardsticks and throw them up in the air. How many times will you do that before they will land into an interwoven pattern? You'll die before <laughs> that ever happens. <laughs> they're made. They're made. Right. You know, yeah. uh, and if they're woven. And when you've got the different species of trees, you know, you've got an, an aspen, a birch, a cedar uh, tree right here. And you've got this really intricate woven structure that has an oak tree and a couple of weeping willows in it. Where'd that come from? Well, there's a tree over there, like you were talking about. Yeah. Uh, it, it, there's there's one over there, but that had to have been carried over because there's nothing here. It doesn't fall and bounce 50 feet. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's it's made. It's made for a reason. You know, it's, it's you know they're and they're they're communicating to each other under our nose. They're communicating with these structures. What they mean, yeah, we don't know exactly. You know, the trees driven in the ground upside down with the root balls up in the air, that's a serious warning. You, know, you stay away. This is our area. You know, that, that, if you ever see something like that, that is a, a serious warning. Don't come over here. Not going to hurt you, but this is like our clan. Maybe the two clans don't get along real well. This is sure. our area. Hmm. So, you know, but see, a little th- see, you're observing things like that. So, you know, it's a real thing. Yeah. Uh, just how real it is. We don't know. You know, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm telling you all these stories that people are calling me with. And I've got three calls to make tomorrow. Call to somebody back with, you know, another crazy story. Well, it's not crazy, you know. Right. Wow. You know, that's what uh, a lot of these people, they don't want to be known as the crazy Bigfoot people. Mm-hmm. So that's another thing. There's a stigma to being labeled a nutcase you you're seeing these things that can't possibly happen you know well it is happening and so uh, you know if you met some of the people i mean you would know as soon as you sat down and talked to these people how sincere they are you know mm-hmm. some of them see have missing time some of them see craft flying over their property right before or after a sasquatch event not all the time but just right. every now and then. Yeah. Had a guy in uh, New England state six hours of missing time with a Sasquatch event. Six hours. You've uh, man, what's his name? Uh, that's a long time. Look at that library over there. <laughs> oh, I have I have quite the book collection. Um, yeah. It's I'm looking for a book right now, but it's not in my Bigfoot section. Oh, it's right here. Stan Gordon. You yeah, read, you read Stan Gordon. Yeah, yeah. He's got a lot. Of, he's I, I have this uh, Silent Invasion. Uh, yeah, it's a great book. That's an awesome book. Oh man, it's some wild. It's a Bible. In here. It's the Bible. It's some know. wild shit in here. Uh, yeah. uh For anybody listening to Stan Gordon, Silent Invasion, but buy buy Carter's book first. Yeah. Yeah. Buy a book. Yeah, but you know, my guy up uh, in the New England states, he is a very successful business owner he owns a uh, computer company he he makes software and he he manufactures and makes mm-hmm. parts for computers you know but they're really upper end stuff and he goes and lives in the woods on the 100 acres or so in the middle of nowhere because he wants to get away from the crazy rat race world and he had a sasquatch event one night i won't bore you with it uh, we're running out of time i think but anyway the 
he barricaded himself in his very expensive guard dog that was not doing any guarding <laughs> whatsoever. You know, well, he's it, next to an alpha that, predator. That dog was snapped off. He we decided that that dog had been turned off because it was a very expensive, like five grand, just in training for this German shepherd. Oh yeah. Down. Where he has to he has to say German commands to it to get it to yeah, listen yeah, that sort yeah. of training. He has, he has safe words, kill words, and yeah. all this stuff. That dog was just staring, and it was leaning up against his leg, like he was just he wasn't himself. He was snapped off. Mm-hmm. And the Sasquatch was walking toward him as all the workers were going home one night. It was walking toward him, and so him and the dog haul asked him to go live uh, hide in the travel trailer that he's living in while they're working on remodeling his house and adding on. A, a, half of a house Mm -hmm. and so he runs and barricades himself and the dog in this travel trailer and it's about 10 30 11 o'clock at night and he he sees a sasquatch walking around the the trailer kind of looking in the window and rattling the door Mm -hmm. and just looking in and he's going oh my god i don't i don't i didn't bring my gun what am i going to do so he goes into the kitchen finds a butcher knife (laughs) so him and the dog go barricade themselves in the bathroom at a 30-foot travel trailer you know how the big that bathroom is it's about three by three He's standing like this with a knife in his hand, pointing at the door. If you're coming in to eat me, I'm going to do what I can. I'll, I'll kill you. And the dog is just sitting there doing nothing. It's like leaning up against him. It's almost you know, asleep with his eyes open. Right. He wakes up at 530 in the morning. This was about 1030, 11 o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. Six hours later, he wakes up to the sound of the workers coming back to work on the house the next day. He's still like this. Six hours later, he's still like the same position he was in six hours earlier. But he's completely refreshed. He's not tight or tense like he'd been sitting there all night like that. But again, six hours to him versus Sasquatch time, if it was Sasquatch, is an entirely different thing, you know. And so he had no explanation. He didn't even want to know. He has the wherewithal to be uh, regressed hypnotically. He says, and this was a quote, he says, I don't want to find out I had a Travis Walton moment. I don't want to know. I'm happy to not know that. I don't want to know. Maybe later, but I have a wife, a newborn baby, and one on the way. I don't want to get complicate my life by trying to figure that out. It happened. He told me the story. And it's, you know, he said, I just don't want to know. You know, I've been hypnotically regressed. You can you can get stuff out. You know, you you if you've had an event you want to know uh, if you're one of these people that can't be hypnotized. Well, that's too bad, but most people can be. <laughs> and so my wife can't be hypnotized, but I, I went under anyway. So what do you do with something like that? This guy's an upper tier executive. He's got a million dollar company he's running and uh, he just doesn't want to, he, it happened to him, but he just don't want to know what happened other than the part he remembers physically. Mm. seeing it coming at him and it was wasn't running after him i wasn't doing this it was just walking at him it was coming straight at him just walking in a leisurely way the dog was getting his commands the dog was sitting there doing nothing (laughs) it it, it was switched off so that kind of stuff you know it's happening all across america and all around the world and people just aren't talking about it because there's too much of a stigma you know Sure. Yeah. And uh, I'm trying to get these stories out so more people will read them and more, you know, 
That was a cool book. You know, didn't grandpa have a story like that? Remember, he used to tell us that story. He quit talking about it and he passed away. And Somewhere right now, somebody you know is having or just had an experience and they're not going to tell anybody. Or both of you guys know somebody. You just don't know it. Mm. You know, because nobody wants to talk about this stuff. It's a dirty little secret. <laughs> I know a bunch of woods people. So, yeah, probably. <laughs> Well, you know, but it, it, it is bizarre stuff, you know, and it, it, if it's never happened to you, it's hard to wrap your head around. It. Even if you have an open mind, you just, I just, boy, I just, I just don't know if I can do that. But, you know, it, it's a real thing. It's a real thing. All right, Carter. It's been a pleasure, man. We got to start wrapping her up. <laughs> uh, yeah, that... I'm sorry. See, I'm, a, I'm a talker, man. No, so, uh... no, it's perfect. <laughs> You're an easy. You're easy to interview. We're gonna, we're gonna do the same thing we did last time. We're gonna cut this into two episodes. So you're gonna you're gonna get two more out of us here. No, it's been great. Uh, unfortunately, I don't come back whatever. Yeah, no. uh, we'll we'll, yeah. we'll be in touch. Uh, yeah. In fact, I want to talk to you a little bit after the recording. Uh, so so hang by. Yeah. Um, but Zencaster unfortunately limits us at two hours. So yeah, sure, sure, sure. Uh, before it kicks us off and we're unable to do our outro and everything. Um, yeah. Before we do do that, though, Carter, uh, where can everybody follow you, uh, buy your books? Uh, where can they contact you if they need if they have anything that they would like to pass on to you? Yeah, uh, my website is sqexplorer.com. Pretty original, Hulk. just sqexplorer.com, www.sqexplorer.com. My email is sqexplorer at gmail.com easy again pretty creative sasquatch you know uh and uh, you know i'm uh, i've got three books for sale Uh, i'm self-published so you know you can buy the kindle versions on amazon but i don't uh, my books would be way too expensive because they're full color and all that you know and so uh amazon would sell them for probably almost double what i'm charging for them so but i'm self-published i do all my own work and i think i have a printer that prints them for me but you know very nice books so uh, you can go to my website and you can order them off the website. If you want to buy all three, I'll give you a special price. Just contact me with the email. Uh, also, if you go to the media section on my webpage, uh, there's 50 or 60 of my f- most favorite podcasts. And I know you're two are on there, uh, but there's podcasts on there. You can just peel them off and cut and paste them and uh, put them on your uh, desktop and listen to them whenever you want. I've got a bunch, but you know, a bunch of them. I do. I, I'm doing four this week. I do about sixty or so every year. Podcasts. I love doing them. You know, so that's how you can get a hold of me. You know, and I, I respond to everybody. If you call me, uh, email me. I'm I'm all over it. You know. Yeah. You don't not hear from me. I'm I'm quite hands on with all that stuff. So. Well, that's awesome. Uh, I am also going to check out some some of that stuff on the website as well. I can endorse carter i have all three of his books right here all three of them right here thank you sir. and they are fantastic this last one uh evidence of a name with three this book is thick i mean thick thick yeah and you're getting quite a lot for what you pay and i i bought the, i bought these books directly from carter and uh i would highly recommend that you guys do so too because the pictures i mm. every one of his books is full of pictures of everything he's talking about. So it's not like one of those things where you're reading a book and you're like, man, you know, I'm visualizing it, I'm visualizing it. But in these books, you can see it. 
Yeah. They're yeah. there. The evidence mm-hmm. is there. All the evidence he's talking about is right there, right in your hands. Perfect. Yeah. Wonderful stuff. Yeah. And I really like something else, Carter. I like how you take the words from the people who come to you and you use those in your books. I love that. I love hearing it coming out of the reporting uh, person's voice. And then you have your responses in there, which is just fantastic. Great yeah, no, it, it, it works. And, you know, and they write the book for yeah. me because I want it in their words. I don't want to say, well, I saw a Sasquatch Thursday night. So that I have to take that one sentence and turn it into two pages. Right. You know, they're telling me and, and their emotion is in it. So that's that's what I want is the emotion and, and the sensitivity yeah. uh, and the effect that it has on them and their family. That's that's why I tell them to send me a five page email. I'll make it just send me stuff. You you can't flood me. Right. So, and then right after that, you have Carter's breakdown of what they're talking about. And he kind of makes some connection with some dots that you may not have really thought about. And it's just awesome. Awesome stuff. Thank you. Appreciate it. No, I, I will buy every book that you ever put out, sir. I'll just let you know that right now. I'm going to start 14 books tomorrow. That's fine. (laughs) And I will buy 14 (laughs) books when they come out. (laughs) Uh, Jake, you got anything before we head out, man? No, thank you for, uh, for coming on and blowing our minds once again. I appreciate it. Yeah. And like I said, you know, it, it, it's, it's uh, crazy. I don't want to use that word to describe it. It's, it's, it's off the charts. Yeah. It's, it's totally Star Trek uh, dystopian bizarre. It's just like, this can't be happening, but it, it really, really is. It's just, you know, nobody, it's a dirty little secret. Nobody yeah. wants to talk about. And if you guys like the stories that he talked about on this episode and the previous one, cause we're going to cut this into two, that's just the tip of the iceberg. Trust me. There's a lot more, a lot more content in these books that you guys need to know about. Uh, last call, everybody. Anybody? I'm good. good. All right. Well, that has been another episode of the Infinite Rabbit Hole podcast. I'm your host, Jeremy. And we'll see you in the next path of the Infinite Rabbit Hole. Bye, everybody. Bye. You got to say bye, Carter. Bye. There it is. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to thank you once again for tuning in to the Infinite Rabbit Hole Podcast. Please make sure to give us a follow and one of those beautiful five-star ratings on your podcast player of choice. If you would like to join the conversation and stay up to date on all things Infinite Rabbit Hole, head on over to Facebook and search for the Infinite Rabbit Hole Facebook group. You'll know it's us when you see the logo. If you would like to help contribute to the cause, there are a few ways to do so. First head on over to anchor.fm forward slash infinite rabbit hole and click on the subscribe button where for $5 a month you'll get access to all our old episodes that will never see the free spotlight ever again. It's horrible stuff, but if you're into that kind of thing, then go check it out. Second, head on over to infiniterabbithole.com and click on the IRH merch shop tab and grab yourself a sweet t-shirt, sticker, or whatever else you see that you wouldn't mind owning. Until next time, travelers, I'm Jeremy, and I'll see you at the next fork in the path of the Infinite Rabbit Hole. Bye.